I, I would say beloved. All right. I would say beloved. Okay. Do you want me to say beloved? You can say right. whatever you want to. I'm saying beloved's right. Okay. I just, I, I felt like I messed that up. All right. I'm not very good at English, Mr. Bond, so. Well, that takes the pressure off of me then. Hello. It is Thursday, September 17th. I'd like to take this opportunity to wish everyone a happy Constitution Day. It is generally recognized that on this date in 1787 is when the delegates of the Constitutional Convention in Philadelphia signed the Constitution. As anyone who has taken civics knows, the document did not become the law of the land until nine states had ratified it. But at any rate, we want to make sure to wish a happy Constitution Day to you and yours. We are, of course, the real bros of Holly Springs. I'm Brandon Rhodes, joined by Joey Will. The right to compete in competitions, to my right to make bad puns, and the Bill of Rights for every podcast host nationwide. Well, I do appreciate that wonderful introduction and the fact that you told the podcast group what today was. Because, funny enough, I actually do this in my class every day. When kids come to Google Meets, I have a wait screen and I have like the date and then what today is. So just so you know, September 17th is National Pet Bird Day. So for all of you pet owners that have birds, it's your day. So we appreciate you as well and the puns of, you know, civics and economics teachers. Yep. Uh, two can do it. Uh, nope, that was bad. Uh, <laughs> you know, I actually have two pet birds. What are they? Or who are they? What are they? What's their names? The parakeets. No, <laughs> All right, uh, we're done with that. Um, so if you haven't already turned off this podcast, uh, you can follow us on Instagram or Twitter at marketing underscore HSHS. And so I got to say, there's actually another way you can reach us too. And that's by emailing us questions for our mailbag. I submitted a mailbag question to my new favorite podcast, shout out to the Purple Rain with Duck and Oz, my favorite Fremantle Doctors podcast. And hearing my question read as I was going for a walk last night was absolutely exhilarating. As they began each question of their mailbag segment, I held my breath, literally held my breath, hoping they would answer mine. And my question was the last one they got to. And hearing these guys, literally, literally celebrities in my head, with hundreds of followers on Twitter, say my name and read my question out loud was absolutely thrilling. And I can promise all of our listeners that we've read aloud literally all but one question we've ever received for a mailbag segment. So if you have questions for us, don't be shy and you too can feel the thrill of hearing some of your heroes, or just either me or Will, read and answer your question <laughs> on air. So I'm gonna drop our email addresses here just in case that inspired any of you guys to write into us, broads4 and jwill, both at wcpss.net. And I just want the listeners to know, like, I don't even know the question he's referring to that hasn't been dropped. So, like, this is, this is news to me. I, I feel like we've always answered our mailbag questions, but now I really want to know. So, off air, you're going to have to really tell me this question that we've never answered. All right. I can't – it wasn't necessarily school inappropriate. It was just a bad question. Uh, but, yeah, we answered other bad questions. This was just, like, an especially bad one, I feel like. It was, like, an inside joke that no one would have gotten and that we didn't think was funny. Um, so, another thing is our listener metrics have randomly exploded over the last week. So, we might actually have twice as many podcast listeners as we originally thought. Um, I emailed back and forth with Anchor, our podcast host, to see if that number was real. And they assured us they were. However, it's unclear where those listens are coming from. Uh, so if you're a listener out there who doesn't listen to our podcast on Apple or Spotify, please let us know what platform you're using to listen to us. Um, we appreciate that. And you know what? To our apparently double the fan base we thought we had, welcome to another great episode. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for the explosion of numbers. Like I want, I want our podcast to get not just five-star ratings, but I want us to be like the top 10 list of podcasts nationally. Like that's my, <laughs> that's my goal. At some point when we're like in our 50s and we keep doing this every single week for like the next 30 years, I want us to look back and say, you know what? We've created something special for millions of people across the country. And I want to get to that top 10 list. So let's go. All right. Uh, well, before we move forward, let's look back real quick to something that has actually caused me to lose faith in the general public. <laughs> I have some serious voter fraud questions and accusations we need to raise in this podcast. Jake Blunderman, who submitted one of the worst draft performances in podcast history last week, 
actually won our Disney character draft. There was super low voter turnout. I feel like Jake might have been suppressing votes, and he won. He picked Elsa and Tinkerbell, probably not even top two characters in their respective movies, and he won. This is just outrageous. I, like, I want you to continue because I, I feel the same way you do about the results. But, like, I feel like I've always been the one that gets mad and pissed off and yells about the results and how dumb they are or how wrong they are. So continue, Rhodes. Like, this is your time to rant. Like, continue bashing Jake's picks. I, I don't know how Jake hacked into Twitter and got them to eliminate votes that were for either one of us. Like, obviously, he's a much smarter, tech-savvy person than I understood. But just because, like, it, it, it's, it's honestly inexplicable. Like, it's, it bottles the mind. My mind is literally in a bottle right now, not <laughs> understanding what just, what just happened. Um, I do have to say, though, if someone actually listened to the podcast before voting, I wouldn't blame them for not voting for me because I repeatedly mispronounced one of my own draft picks names. Uh, from Frozen, it's Anna, not Anna. Um, I'm a moron. Um, obviously not a Frozen super fan. Uh, thank God McConnell's daughter Kennedy was not listening to the podcast or she'd hate me forever for making that egregious of an error. Yeah, I'm, I'm allowed to probably make those type of errors when it comes to McConnell's child, but not you, man. You, you are just way, you're way too invested in that relationship of being like the, 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 the fake uncle, right? Like I, I'm a cousin to one of my, my cousins has a, has a daughter and we call, they call me cousin uncle Joey. So <laughs> I'm cuncle. So like, I don't know what the term for you would be, but that, that would be messed up if you, you know, mispronounced that in front of her. Um, she just called me Rhodes, which Claire actually finds hilarious that like, you know, a, a five-year-old child just says Rhodes and that's how she, <laughs> uh, yeah, that just absolutely amuses Claire to no end. But anyway, um, Twitter, what happened? Jake, what <laughs> happened? This was just, this is absolutely outrageous. Did I, you, you knew I was in Boone this weekend, this past weekend. Jake actually had the nerve. He had the bravado to text me and say in screenshot not even text me and say you're losing he screenshotted the results on twitter through like 12 votes like come on man like okay you're winning but there's been 12 votes and he sent it to me in a text like i knew right away that we were in trouble but at the end of the day i'm glad that you're as upset about it as i am yeah i'm very mad uh speaking of something that we're actually pretty happy about um it looks like high school sports might be coming back. Uh, Wake County at a meeting a couple days ago kind of cleared us to start resuming workouts. Uh, cross country and volleyball starting at the beginning of October and then other sports after that. You know, basketball, October 19th. Uh, tennis, not until January. I feel like soccer might not be till January either. I'm not sure when soccer is actually, but that's pretty exciting. Yeah, I think like I had a conversation with with Weitzel on Monday before they were going to have the meeting on Tuesday. And as coaches, we met on Wednesday to kind of clarify some things. But I, I feel like this is probably the best route that they could have taken instead of having all teams kind of resume athletics or at least activities at the same time. Kind of having this, you know, tiered resumption of like, OK, like you said volleyball starts in the end of September and then basketball starts in October and then soccer starts in November. Like, I think it's allowing teams to come back. Whether we do workouts or not is a different story because there's a lot of like safety things that we have to go through as coaches to make sure we get these workouts in. But I just think it's a smart way of bringing sports back within like the context of the, the pandemic. So I, I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm interested to see does volleyball start and like, can we continue this like good momentum and not go backwards? Yeah. So, I mean, I think the workouts is a pretty positive thing. Like I feel like it is pretty possible even like indoor with volleyball and basketball to, to be safe and to kind of keep yourself relatively social distant. Um, I, the big hurdle is going to be is what happens when like we actually start with games. So like, will we be allowed to start, you know, volleyball games playing? I want to say in early December, late November, maybe. Uh, and that'll kind of determine whether or not like basketball, actual physical games, um, non-socially distant uh, is going to be possible. Because again, you know, for basketball, you want to keep great spacing on offense. And so obviously, you know, you don't want guys close than six feet together anyway on offense. But, you know, it's not actually <laughs> realistic to play a basketball game or to have like a full scale basketball practice 
with people, you know, always being socially distant. So I'm curious to see like whether the workouts can be done safely and responsibly by other schools and by us as well to make sure that, you know, we're again on the right direction towards potentially having competition at some point. Yeah. I thought, I thought the, the announcement before Wake County, like that came from the state, it wasn't like the, the state board of education or anything, but it was like the, the health, one of the health organizations for the state came out, I think on Monday or Sunday and like released what sports they thought were safe to play and sports they didn't think were safe to play. And it was just funny to me when they said, oh, soccer is a, a safe sport because there's natural social distancing going on during the, the play, right? Yeah. And I, I'm just like, I, I thought it was kind of funny because like, okay, so when kids are defending another person, they're not socially distanced. When kids are in the 18-yard box on a free kick or a corner kick or whatever, they're not social distancing. So I just thought it was funny that, like, people at the state level that have no idea, like, I guess they've never played sports in their lives, were like, oh, these sports are safe and these sports aren't safe. Like, I'm interested to see if we're able just to continue and, like, progressing through Cooper's, like, phase three, phase whatever. And we're just able to get to a point where we can compete and play games, like you said, within non-social distancing, you know, six feet measurements. Yeah. And I'll say, like, you know, I, I think it's a lot easier to kind of come back and do sports practices and sports workouts than it is for school, just due to the fact that it, it's going to be much bigger spaces. A lot of it outdoors, even like a gym, like a, a giant gym indoors. And like even that, like, I know I can coach basketball pretty effectively, not getting within 15 feet of another kid, whereas that's not really possible in a classroom. So I think... Again, uh, it's, it's an exciting possibility. So the other big thing that, that came out a couple weeks ago is they announced the playoff formats for if, you know, sports are able to happen. Um, there's been a lot of playoff formats over the last couple of years. I actually am a pretty big fan of the max preps thing they have going on now. But it's basically just going to be top two teams in each conference make the playoffs, which, again, if it's a mostly a conference schedule anyway, that seems pretty equitable. And it's, it, it's going to be a real dogfight. Like each, each conference game becomes hugely important because you got to finish in that top two to make the postseason. Yeah, we, we've talked about this before as well. The the format that they're doing this year, on top of what you said, is they're doing like predetermined brackets. So for anybody that's been a part of athletics before or has coached before, several years ago, the predetermined brackets were out there. And that was always a cluster because you would have teams from the same conferences playing in the second round all the time. And I mean, I, I'm not sure about how it is for basketball because I'm just not as familiar with the conferences in Wake County. But, like, that just sucked for soccer. And I'm sure for other sports, it depending on what county you're in. But, like, for me, and this might be people can argue all they want, like, the soccer in Wake County is better than any other county in the East. So you had all these teams just beating up on each other, and then you'd have a team from Fayetteville or – you know, the coast would make it to like the, the Eastern Conference finals. And I didn't think it was fair because I thought the best teams weren't making it to the best rounds of the playoffs. So I think that's the part that I hate the most about the, the playoff format. But I'm all in on incentivizing winning conference championships and being the best team in your conference to make playoffs. Like I'm all for that. Like, you need to compete and win your conference in order to play in the postseason. So I'm looking forward to that opportunity this year. Yeah, I agree. And, again, generally I think predetermined brackets are straight-up death and horrible. But, like, in a year like this where there's not really going to be non-conference play and kind of it's, you know, difficult to figure stuff out, I think that that's a logical thing to do, and I'm, I'm pretty excited for it. But, again, at any rate, just, like, the hope. Like, we can maybe see the athletic light at the end of the tunnel – that's, that's a pretty exciting development over the last couple of weeks, and especially this week in, in particular. Absolutely. Um, so coming up next, we're going to welcome on the third member of our school's admin team to join us in our illustrious podcast history as Mr. Bond joins us coming up after this word from our sponsor. Right now, next month can seem like a million years away. With the struggles of day-to-day -day life, the last thing in the world many people are thinking about these days is retirement. However, Knock, knock, your future is at the door. Are you going to open it? Now is the perfect time to start thinking about a better way to reach your financial goals. And Michael Stone with Edward Jones Financial is the place to go for that help. Proud sponsor of Golden Hawks Athletics and even prouder father of three former guests of this very podcast, 
He is ready to put you on a path to a better tomorrow. Michael Stone with Edward Jones Financial. Give him a call today. Today, we are very excited to welcome on another one of Holly Springs' beloved assistant principals. It makes sense that he's responsible for the students at the beginning of the alphabet because he's also responsible for being at the beginning of our hearts. Mr. Bond, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, guys. That's a very warm welcome. Um, so I know we asked, so we'll get, get, get right started into things. I know we asked uh, Mr. Burles and Mr. Papu when they were on, uh, but now that there's like actual real school and not, you know, fake optional school like it was in the, in the spring, like what, what exactly does an assistant principal's job look like in this online school world? And what are some of the biggest differences you have from kind of what school is like in an in-person setting? Oh, I'll start with the differences. I would say the biggest difference is just the amount. I mean, like everybody else, the amount of screen time, um, a lot more tracking emails, online meetings. So, I mean, we, it's, what we do varies from day to day. We're still doing, you know, IEP meetings, working with um, PLTs, um, a lot of teacher support, helping teachers problem solve, as this is also new to all of us. Um, so, I mean, it really just varies from day to day. And what's like, in terms of like, what's the what's one of the biggest things that from like regular school that's that's like that's just such a different part of your life today just the screen time stuff or screen time just lack of interaction um i was talking with miss young the other day and we were just commenting that you know most of us didn't go into education to work on a computer all day it's not necessarily how a lot of us were wired we're very relationally driven so the screen time is not nearly as fun as having the kids in the building and i i would say i'm more tired at the end of the day, being on the computer all day than I was with, you know, with the kids in the building on a normal day. So how many people have you talked to today, like in person? How many people have you seen and spoken to today? Half a dozen, six to the late person. <laughs> I, I, was, I was definitely at school before fourth block and I came home to, to be able to do the podcast, but um, like I'm in the same boat. I, I usually don't see a lot of people during like actual school day because me and Rhodes kind of stick to our, our part of the hallway, but like, I don't think I've seen like more than two or three people today. And I think Weitzel's one of them. So like, it's crazy that we're, we don't have that personal connection anymore. No, it is. And you know, one of the more exciting parts of my job is I get to be the one to pull the red handle for the fire drill. So I did get to see at least 20 people or so walk outside of the building, but we didn't get to, you know, physically interact. <laughs> during last during last month's fire alarm, that was right when we started taping an episode. So we literally started taping, and two minutes later, we hear like the loud, annoying, rah, rah, and that's we had a table break there. You're welcome. Uh, so big question. Actually, I've wondered this before. So is it true that like when you pull a fire alarm, like it squirts the ink out? Like is that a real thing or is that a myth? Just dissuade kids from doing it. Don't pull it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, biometrically locked so it requires a retinal scan and fingerprint analysis okay that that makes sense that's fair um i mean do you have the urge like since you since you have to like pull the fire alarm sometimes for your job like i, I know when i walk by a fire alarm sometimes i have the urge like god like what would happen if i just pulled it right now like do you ever have that urge regularly because you like you're used to that power or is that kind of like is that are you good on that i feel like i should be able to and just flash my educator badge you know <laughs> But yeah, I do feel like I'm entitled to pull the fire alarm in any building. <laughs> <laughs> so, so to follow up, one of the points that you made, Mr. Vaughn, obviously this is not the, the ideal teaching environment that any of us would want to be in. Right, right. Uh, so this is probably not what you envisioned when you decided to become an administrator. You probably didn't think we're going to be in a pandemic and this is what I want my job to be. So what like made you want to become an administrator um, especially at like the high school level? I mean, I guess it all traces back to a lot of the reasons that I went into education. I mean, I grew up in a pretty supportive home, um, had good school system. And even with all of the support that I had, you know, the teachers, specifically one of my chemistry teachers in high school, uh, the impact he had on me, just the support he showed me, helping me to learn how to study, to grow as an independent learner, made, gave me a desire to have that same impact on other people that may not have those resources or even that that do i mean every kid that comes through our building needs somebody in their corner so that was kind of what led me into teaching what led me into to administration was the the appeal of getting to work with both students and teachers so i went into that to function as a support for teachers and to function as a support for kids in whatever way that that looks like 
And would you want to be a principal someday, or do you really enjoy just being in that support position as an assistant principal? I would say as of right now, I think I've, I've found my niche or sweet spot, so to say, in being in that support role. I think that is a, a strength for me. And a lot of it's the, the time commitments too, um, with three kids at home and all that we do here. I want to be able to do whatever I'm doing well, and I know I can do this well right now. So speaking of which, like you're generally pretty relaxed and unflappable. Uh, I feel like those are like great qualities for anyone that's an assistant principal. Those are qualities I thought that I had when I started teaching, but I think I'm <laughs> a lot less relaxed now than I was eight years ago. Um, do you think that those serve you well as an assistant principal? And what do you think, like what qualities do you think make a great assistant principal like at a high school level? For sure. I'm glad I come across that way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, my, my approach to leadership has always been somewhat servant leadership. So I would never want to ask anyone to do anything that I'm not willing to do myself. And in college, kind of afterwards, I kind of developed a, a passion for serving others. So really, that's, that's what I seek to do in this role and what I think makes our admin team a good team. Everyone has areas where they're strong and we, we work collaborative, collaboratively well together and nobody is afraid to take on any task. Everybody's willing to do whatever is needed to help alleviate some pressure from maybe the teachers or the kids. What is, what's your least favorite thing that you have to do as an assistant principal? Like what's like, what's the worst part of your job? Oh, I don't know. That's a tough question. Probably just email. <laughs> I get tired of email. <laughs> I'm sure you're enjoying that right now then, especially. <laughs> I think we're all a little bit in email overload right now. And, and the fact that Rhodes is talking about personality, I will say, I'm going to just throw it out there. One of my favorite things about you, Mr. Bond, is when we do like spirit week or any other like fun activity as a school, you are always the one that's like the most like well-dressed or like most fun participant of all the spirit week stuff. So I do appreciate that from you because I don't think our other assistant principals get as much into it as you. Oh, and let's not be dogging the other assistant principals with me here. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not, I'm not dogging anybody. I'm just giving you credit for, for that, like, awesome enthusiasm that you showed during Spirit Week. No, it's fun. I mean, that's, that's, that's why we do what we do. It's, I mean, the kids appreciate it. And that's not, I would say, naturally my personality. I've developed that every time and had to kind of just loosen up a little bit in that area because the kids do appreciate it. Yeah, and, and don't worry, we'll ask you to name your least favorite characteristic about all the other assistant principals later on. So you have time to think about that. <laughs> Fantastic. I'll, I'll start with coffee. <laughs> so me and Rhodes, are, are, we think that you taught at Middle Creek. We're, we're trying to make sure that's, that's an accurate description. That is accurate. Yeah, I started, I did three years at Clayton High School, and then uh, one Brian Pittman hired me as a chemistry teacher at Middle Creek High School. So I worked there with Amy Gregorio, the counselor that I'm paired with. So that was, that was actually a really cool thing when I came here is that I had previously worked with her and to be able to connect with her again. And I actually, I taught there with Doug Poppy and Jennifer Newby. So. And did you always teach chemistry? Has that always been like your main subject or did you teach other areas in science? At Clayton, it was biology and earth science. And then I um, moved over to mostly chemistry at Middle Creek. And, and we've touched a little bit on like the, the weirdness surrounding like remote learning. So do you think that you would be a good teacher during this online environment or do you think you might struggle? And I know all as teachers, we're all struggling. I just wanted to see what you think. Uh, I don't know if I was, if I would do as good a job as a lot of our people are right now. And a lot of that's just because the technology has changed so much. That would be the biggest adjustment. I mean, I'm fairly tech savvy, but one of my, goals in 2012 was to scan in all of my worksheets and my kids had digital access. We've got a lot more resources now. So folks are a lot more up to speed than I am with you know, what they can use to get to the kids. So what would you say to some people? I know it's a popular theory among social studies teachers that science is boring and worthless. Like what would you, again, I'm not saying <laughs> I personally believe this, but what would your reaction be if there were teachers that you know, said that? As a social studies teacher, I would, you know, I would ask, did you learn that from a video? <laughs> <laughs> all right that's 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 great oh touche touche so mr bond you talked a little bit about how you know teachers are doing a good job of kind of adjusting to remote learning um but besides like what we're doing good at right now to like kind of get through this weird adjustment of a semester what is something else that you think Holly Springs as a whole does a really good job of, like what the staff does a great job with? Um, I think 
our staff does a good job of working collaboratively. There are a lot of good relationships on staff. I mean, you guys, throughout your departments, there's a lot of good communication across the building. Okay. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to put you on the spot here, two pretty tough questions in a row. Um, so let's say that at some point you decide you want to be a principal and you get hired as a principal and you have to hire either Will or myself to be one of your assistant principals. Who is, who are you taking with you to be your AP? So I'll pause so that I have to act like I, I need to think about it. Um, we're going to go with Will. Here to, oh, here to I, I was actually expecting Rhodes. I was, I was expecting you to be picked. So that's, I guess, we both had no confidence ourselves. So, what, so why, why is Will going to be your first hire as a city principal? Uh, I believe I've gotten a soccer t-shirt from him. I've gotten nothing from you, Rhodes. So. That's, that's a great answer. So, so pretty much as long as you give him a tennis t-shirt or a basketball shirt. You're then, hired. Yeah. You're in. You're in. I have, I have no basketball shirt, so. Let's just put that out there. I, I, don't, I don't control the basketball years. So that, 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 that's above my pay grade. So now that I've been hired as the assistant principal, let's, let's go back just a little bit. Before I was hired as an assistant principal, what class would you rather be in this semester? Civics with Rhodes or sports and entertainment marketing with me? Oh, I did a poor job of paying attention in civics in high school. So we're going to go with civics so that I could refresh myself there a little bit. It's, it's an election year. It's a great time to be taking civics. Oh, man. The pity pick. The pity pick. Unbelievable. I don't think it's pity. I think he's just saying that my class is more important than yours is. That's, that's okay, too. Like, I'm not going to argue that fact. I'm an elective. You are a core class. So, no argument there. But I love sports. I mean, I've been accused of being overly diplomatic at times. So, I, I would enjoy taking both. Yeah, that's fair. Um, all right. So... Can you tell us about something that like a kid or a parent has said that's like so ridiculous that you wanted to laugh, but you couldn't because you knew you had to be like the responsible adult in the room? Like, is that, is there like a time that you can think of where that's happened? Pass. <laughs> so the answer is yes, but we will not talk about the specifics. <laughs> yeah, we'll pass on that one. <laughs> All right. So, so passing to the next question, what is one and you, do, you said you, you like sports, but what is one extracurricular activity at Holly Springs that you wish you could be a part of? Uh, what do you mean? Just like uh, out of all the, you know, sports or clubs or other things that our school hosts for students, like what is something that you wish you could be a part of? Like if like you were in high school right now, like what, what would you want? Yeah. Oh, I wish I had the skills to be a solid basketball player. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm a great shot if no one's around me, but yeah, those, that skill set passed me by a long time ago. That's oh, Rhodes, I think we found somebody to uh, invite to our staff uh, basketball games. Yeah, we're, we're able to resume those. I, I did get to play in an ACC charity game at Clayton High School with ACC seniors, so. That's right. That was your, that was your fun fact from our staff trivia in the spring. Yeah, that, that may be the most unathletic I've ever felt in my entire life. <laughs> I mean – there's a lot of very athletic people that would feel unathletic around that group. So I don't think that's, that's an indictment on your skills. Yeah, we'll just say it was the most uh, highlighted my lack of athleticism has been. Well, again, if, if you get put on the same basketball court as me, no one will call you unathletic anymore. So you're all right. So we just have to be on opposing teams. In the yeah, probably, yeah. As long as you don't run around too much. I don't like to run around too much on defense. Uh, <laughs> be playing defense is a, is a do as I say, not a do as I do thing. Uh, <laughs> We're kind of moving on to some, again, these have been some fun questions, but now we're going to do some um, group bonding activities. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you laugh more at him making fun of your dad joke than he actually laughed, but let's, let's keep going with it. Oh my God. When I thought of that name last night, I was so excited. I was like, I was so, I was like, oh my God, I got to write this down immediately. This is so funny. Uh, you should come over to my house later for a bonfire. <laughs> oh, that was much better. That was much better. Oh, wow. Uh, I don't know about much better. We'll say different in their own awesome ways. <laughs> um, so again, I figured it would be great. You know, we've been coworkers for a while, but you know, we might not know you. We don't know you that well. And then I think it's great for our listening audience to get to know you too. So it's gonna, we're going to play some great first day of school, social and emotional learning games and questions to kind of, you know, get a, get a better, deeper feel for one another as people. Um, most, most of these are questions that Will and I can answer also. And again, it's just a great way for everyone to get to know us better. Um, so first one, what type of animal do you think best fits your personality? Oh, we'll go uh, dolphin. I, 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 gotta, I gotta know why it's dolphin. 
it's the first one that came to mind. I, I grew up in the water. We grew up water skiing, swimming. I've always loved the water and uh, loved the freedom there. So we'll, we'll go with that for the moment. Okay. Will, what about you? So we, we've made this comment, or we've talked about this before when we had my parents on, that my, my nickname for my mom has always been Jojo Bear. So I've, I'm thinking of like a bear that would make the most sense for me. And I feel like a panda bear would be the best bear for me to be because they're like, they're fun to be around. You, you want to like hang out with them and they're calm, cool, and collected. And I feel like I'm usually that most of the time. Um, and Kung Fu Panda is just a great movie. So I, I think Panda Bear for me. Aren't so, they aggressive or am I making up that animal fact? No, I think they're like the, they're the animal that's like so bad at like ensuring their own survival. Like they refuse to eat nutrients. Like they refuse to <laughs> like, they just like, you're a little bit too fitness conscious and like more like desiring of being alive to be a panda. I feel like, like, I, I, I feel like the nutritional like intake of things that like are healthy for you. I probably am very similar to a panda because the things that I am consuming is probably not the healthiest because I eat fast food way too much, but I just like looking at pandas. I feel like that's the kind of bear I want to hang out with. All right. I don't want to hang out with a black bear. I want to hang out with a panda bear. Okay. Bear. Uh, pandas are perfect in every way. Um, so, I mean, everyone wants to say something cool like a tiger, but that's definitely not me. Uh, maybe an elephant because they're smart and usually covered in mud. I feel like that's someone <laughs> describes me, especially being at home. As some of my students might notice, like I've worn the same white t-shirt for the last 16 days of class. And no one said anything yet. Uh, so, but I'm sort of kidding. Uh, but I, I took a quiz that asked what animal I was and it spit out an owl and I think an owl fits me. Um, here's what it said when I took the quiz. With an enormous capacity for hard work, owls achieve great things in almost any field they choose. The success does not always translate into financial rewards when they are drawn to jobs in the teaching profession, which invariably satisfies their need to impart wisdom to others. I mean, that's, that's pretty much me there. So I, I feel good about that answer. Well, I feel like that could be a great answer for all three of us. If we were doing what's the best animal for a teacher. Yes, but it's more of a hoot if we pick different animals. <laughs> hey oh man, these zingers. I love it. All right, next question. Of all the staff members at Holly Springs, what would you be the best at, Mr. Bond? Not excelling at anything. Uh, no, we'll go, uh, <laughs> we'll go we'll go skydiving just because I've been once, I'm still alive, and I don't know anybody else that's done it. Okay. So you're definitely not the worst at skydiving. I'm not the worst at skydiving. Did, did you enjoy that experience? That's something that I, I've wanted to like accomplish as part of my like bucket list item. Yes, that, that would highly recommend it. It was awesome. So what, what about you, Rhodes? Um, well, I mean, it seems like from his responses to my jokes, I feel like Mr. Bond would disagree. But I think I'm the funniest person on the staff and the best at coming up with puns. Uh, that's what I feel like. That's, that sounds like a competition right there. I, I would agree with the second part. I think you come up with great puns. And this is me being supportive of my PA announcer at soccer games. Uh, he runs the Twitter feeds and he comes up with great puns throughout the soccer season. So I would definitely go with that. I think funny, you got to understand your sense of humor for you to be the funniest, right? So other people have different types of sense of humor and they might not find you funny or as funny as, you know, other people in the, in the building. So I think you're hilarious. I would, I would say you're the funniest, but that's a hard one to, to sit there and, and judge accurately. Thanks. Rhodes does a nice job at the announcing. That's, that's a fair credit there. Appreciate it. All right. Well, what about you? What are you the best at? Oh man. Um, I would say I would be the best at doing Halloween themed events for my athletes. That's a <laughs> We always have, we always have, and I'm the only one that I think does it at the school because we're one of the only teams that are in season during uh, October 31st, but we always do a Halloween themed practice where we dress up in costumes and play soccer. So I feel like I'm the best at hosting Halloween themed parties. That's a specific answer. Uh, I love it. Well, I, I was going to, I could have thrown out something like, oh, I think I'm, you know, one of the better athletes at soccer or whatever, but I was trying to, you know, have fun with it, Rhodes. That's okay. what I was trying to go with. Okay. Uh, so you mentioned a minute ago that skydiving might be one of your bucket list items. What are, uh, I guess for Mr. Bond first, what is, what is your number one bucket list item? Like what do you, what's kind of the number one thing that you most want to do in life that you haven't done yet? Uh, probably the biggest thing I haven't done yet that I would like to do is spend 
a couple of months just kind of tooling around Europe, just take a backpack, hop on the train and see a lot of the different countries. Is that something that's going to have to wait till uh, post teaching or is that maybe like a nice summer activity one time? That's going to have to wait till post teaching and post college for my, my three children. Well, that's, that, that could be a little, <laughs> I guess. <maybe. laughs> Rhodes, Rhodes has been to several countries. He's, have, he's, yeah. quite the, he's quite the traveler, so he might be a good uh, resource for you. Yeah, I've, been, I've, I've gotten to, I think, at least three other countries so far. So. All right. Well, what's your number one bucket list item? If it, is it skydiving? That, that's a, a top one uh, for me, but I, I will uh, kind of go away from that because we, we've already mentioned it. I think for me, um, travel-wise, I would like to – and I know this is probably everybody that travels, right? Like I would like to travel to all seven – well, I'll say six continents. I don't really care about the cold. So I would love to travel to the different continents. So you want to go watch some footy in Australia? Uh, dude, we've already talked about yeah, this. I, know, I, know. I do I not just... care for footy, but I would love to travel with you anywhere. All right? You, you want know, to get a plane ticket? You Let's know, go. I'm contractually obligated to mention Australian football every episode. So I just wanted to you know, make sure we got that in. Uh, <laughs> so for me, I've already mentioned this. It's something that I've kind of – sort of would want to do uh not sort of but something I, I definitely want to do i want to kill it in an open mic night at one point like i as i've already said i think i'm hilarious i want to like put myself out there to the world and see how that goes uh like i am like terrified to try that but like i really i want to do that at some point I, at some point in my life i want to try that out i would like to be there when you do i think i need someone that's going to laugh at more of my jokes that's you you, you are not proving to be a great audience member for me so far <laughs> No, I think we would be the ones laughing when no one else is laughing. So. Okay. So I guess even laughing at me is still laughter. So I... Yeah, we're good for that. <laughs> Rhodes, I, I do think that this is another one of those, like, options for us to do something, like, in public and, like, record it and do a video segment for the podcast. I think we should do this, like, when things open back up. Like, I think you just need to knock it out, like, right away. Oh, you're right saying away, so you're saying to set us to be PG thirteen so we can post it on our on our Instagram feed then? Oh no. I mean we can we can, oh, you know I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I would never make a joke. Stuff out. I would never make a joke that wasn't PG thirteen anyway. So I, I don't know that was obviously a joke. Okay. All right. Well, I still think it's a good good option. Okay. Good idea. All right. So Mr. Bond, what is something about you that would surprise people? We'll go with something serious here. I think a lot of folks would be surprised, like a lot of kids. I struggled pretty mightily with anxiety. Growing up, um, I come across pretty calm, but that's something that I've really had to work through, you know, as a teenager on into my 20s. That's great. That's actually something that, like, I feel like is one of the biggest things between when I started teaching even eight years ago is now is, like, the number of kids who kind of acknowledge they have anxiety issues. Was that, like, something that was kind of talked about when you, that you talked about when you were growing up or something you kind of dealt with more, like, internally? I, I would say more internally. I, you know, I've always been somewhat self-critical, so I think I just thought it was a me problem and didn't really have a lot of guidance and kind of how to approach it and deal with it. I think, you know, it's nothing new folks have dealt with it as long as we've been around. Um, but yeah, I definitely think it's a more normal part of conversation and something that I talk a lot about with kids that come through my office now more so than it used to be. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's a great answer. That, that's, I'm sure that's great for kids to know. That's something that staff members have struggled with and stuff. Uh, Will, what about you? I, I would say that uh, unless, like, you've talked with my parents at games or whatever, uh, I think people would be shocked that I have a half-brother that's nine years older than me, and he's got four girls, um, two of which are twins. So people wouldn't realize that I am an uncle to four nieces, which I have this, like, really fun, like, you know, childish, you know, behavior personality or whatever but you know i am pretty you know serious about being an uncle versus just like this single you know guy in his 30s so i do love being an uncle early 30s very early 30s so yeah, yeah like just turned 30 two months ago 30s but either way 30s i'm trying to embrace it when i say it i'm in my 30s versus you're, i'm 30 you're i don't want it to sound depressing like i've got 10 more years of this so um, for me, I know the thing that always surprises kids when I tell them is that I haven't always been this cool. Like they're just absolutely shocked and floored that I wasn't like super cool in high school. 
Um, I'm sort of kidding. Uh, I'm completely kidding. I was a super, I was a huge nerd growing up. Um, <laughs> so honestly, for me, the thing that would be surprising is that like, I was actually terrified of public speaking for like a lot of, a lot of like middle high school and college. Like I used to be super outgoing when I was younger. Uh, like I kind of wanted to be like a sports announcer. Like I was, as we mentioned before, like my middle school plays. Uh, but I kind of went through like a phase, I guess, when I was like hit puberty, and I was like growing up and stuff that I was really self-conscious, like of my voice, like kids made fun of my voice for like being too high. And that like stuck with me a lot. Um, I just was like terrified of speaking in front of people. And then I took a, like a public speaking class in college. And I learned that I didn't have to be boring and awkward. I could kind of like be myself when I, pub when I spoke. Uh, and that's like, honestly, I wouldn't be able to be a teacher today if it wasn't for that. But I had like very crippling speaking anxiety for a while uh, growing up. Same. <laughs> yeah, I, I was about to say, I don't think a lot of people really excel at talking in public um, or just speaking in front of big groups. I know for me, like, that's a big thing that I, I struggle with as well. Even now, like talking with parents at like, you know, end of season banquets and stuff. I have to like ad lib everything because it like I, I freak out when I have stuff written on a paper and I have to go on script. So no, that's interesting. I'm the exact opposite. Uh, like talking in front of parents now still like terrifies me. Like I'm like any of our like for sports and stuff when we have to have like parent meetings. I get like so nervous talking to like 18 parents. It's not, I've, you know, it's not like it's a huge thing, but like talking to like groups of parents makes me so nervous. And if I don't like have everything written out specifically in a script, I just like absolutely like blank and panic. Like even like jokes that I make at these banquets, I have to like write out word for word. So I, <laughs> I even like outline jokes. I just like, I totally freeze and panic like talking in front of adults and stuff. I, I remember, I remember the, uh, when we had the, was it the winter sport or the, oh, yeah. the, the, the sport winter banquet. sport I, banquet? And you had this like entire joke written out to like say, and you started talking and you were like, uh, I just bombed that joke. Never mind. Like, I remember that like vividly. I had it all written out and I got so nervous when I was telling the joke that like I said the punchline wrong. Then I tried to repeat the joke and I messed <laughs> it up again. And I was so flustered at that point. It was in the auditorium. It was like, it was terrifying. <laughs> I remember it so bad too. That was, it was that really was, bad, but I love you. I love you so fantastic. much. That was brutal. All right. Here's a question I always ask the first day of class. Uh, what's your least favorite food? Oh, broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> that facial expression from Rhodes was priceless. He was, like, he was hoping for a lot more uh, substance with that answer oh, do your your kids like broccoli like is that something that you guys like empathize with like your wife tries to make broccoli and you guys all are just like slamming your fist in the table and you're like <laughs> no more broccoli my wife and my oldest daughter are the only ones with decent you know palates in our house the rest of us uh, myself my four-year-old and my six-year-old we all eat like four and six-year-olds <laughs> do you consider like sour patch watermelons to be like you eating your fruits and vegetables then or absolutely Okay. Especially if it's in the shape of a watermelon, that makes me feel a lot better. Oh. <laughs> when you drink orange crushed soda, that's like that's pretty much like a fruit serving. No doubt. Yeah. So so Rose, what's what's your least favorite food? I taught this before, like the one food kids are not allowed to eat in class is yogurt. Um, even like in an online setting, I tell a kid if they eat yogurt with their camera on, again, not a huge issue with kids having their camera on, uh, then I'll kick them out of the meeting forever. Uh, but yeah, yogurt is like the Oh, it's even like looking at it makes me physically ill. Yeah, I worked with a guy that couldn't watch people eat cottage cheese. Oh, yeah, that'd be the same thing. Like some kids, like if a kid was eating cottage cheese in class, I just like told him to go sit in the hall. I was like, I, I can't look at that and like be expected to do my job. Yeah, I, th I think for me, like kind of going with the yogurt and cottage cheese, like we've talked about this a little bit, like I'll eat it potentially. Like I, I just don't like condiments like ranch and blue cheese and mustard and mayonnaise like I don't like any of those the white condiments I just don't like them and there better be a lot of flavor besides that for it to be like on a sandwich and me like still eat it so Mr. Bond you kind of talked about this a little bit earlier in the podcast um, about who your favorite high school teacher was but what made them your favorite teacher uh, yeah it was my high school chemistry teacher um like a lot of kids um they go through school some of the courses aren't necessarily challenging you know a lot of kids when they get into high school they hit courses that really push them so chemistry was that course for me it was the first class where I had to do anything outside of class to be successful so he really challenged me to come in and get some extra help and kind of helped me to start to figure out you know how do I actually 
study and prepare for courses that push me. I guess green draw state line. Is that like kind of like why you became a science teacher was because of that class probably? It was a combination. I mean, I'd always done pretty well in that area and I knew I wanted to work with kids. So the two just kind of meshed together. Well, what about you? Who's your favorite uh, teacher at the Quay? Ooh, that's, that's tough. Like I've been thinking about this question, um, you know, going into the podcast today. I would have to say the the one that I've probably have followed the like career path the best was probably uh, Mountford, who is the current AD of uh, Pequay Verena High School, but was a sport and entertainment marketing teacher and a soccer coach. Uh, so like I've people have joked that I went to high school with that like find out that I I do what I do. They're like, oh you're Mountford 2.0. Like they joke about it because I literally am doing the exact same thing as him teaching the same classes, coaching the same sport. So I think he's probably given me the, the most direction in terms of like, Oh, you can coach the sport that you really are passionate about and still have a full-time job doing it and enjoying it. So I would have to go with Mountford. So for me, there was two teachers, not coincidentally, they're the two teachers that wrote my college uh, rec letters. The first was my AP US history teacher, uh, Mr. Ellis. Uh, I just love the class, love the way he taught it. Um, I, th- I think I always loved history, but kind of like, like after that class is when I first thought, you know what, like maybe you could fall back for your choice to be like high school history teacher. Cause I just really enjoyed like how he did his job. Uh, the second was my junior year Spanish teacher, Miss Maiso. Uh, so I was like a really good student in high school, but I never got an A in any Spanish classes. And so even though I got a B in her class, I still had to write one of my letters. I just, I just loved her. Um, though I do know enough Spanish. I actually earlier this week had a couple minute conversation on the phone with a parent in Spanish, which is the Spanish highlight of my, of my entire life. I was so proud of myself for that. Uh, I bragged to my mom repeatedly who told me I was terrible at Spanish. Um, (laughs) I just liked how she like basically treated kids as like not as high school kids, but treated us as people. And I feel like I try to do that. And I also feel like she like enjoyed my antics instead of only tolerated them, which was definitely not how other teachers felt about me in high school. It's probably, it's probably the, the same way that we teach too. Like, I feel like that's a great way. Like me and you probably put up with students antics and they might appreciate that a little bit because I feel like that's part of their personality. And I feel like the kids appreciate that about me and you. Yeah. To an extent, I feel like there's definitely kids who I know other teachers sometimes might not be their favorites. And I was like, Oh, like I was, I always enjoyed that kid. And it's like, yeah. obviously, you know, as, as Mr. Bond understands, that's not how I feel about every single student always, though they're all perfect and equally lovely in my heart. Uh, but, you know, that's, yeah, sometimes I, I do enjoy the antics more than other people do. Last question we got, this is totally unrelated, but sometime in the very near future, I will be driving out to Colorado to visit my mom. She's in her 70s. Uh, so for health reasons, she has not really been out a whole lot. Uh, she hasn't seen any of my sister in about 10 months or so. So I feel like it's a good time to see her, especially if we're going to be going back to school soon. I kind of need to take advantage of this opportunity. Um, so we asked a variation of this question to Mr. Burles and Mr. Poppy also, but if you had to go on a 24 hour road trip, which other admin are you going on this road trip for? And then also if you're driving for a long time by yourself, like what are you going to do in a car ride by yourself? Like what, how are you going to pass the time? Oh, if I'm driving by myself, probably just a long playlist or some podcast. Um, and again, not to be overly diplomatic, I could go on a uh, 24-hour trip with any one of our admin. Uh, probably was, we'll go with uh, Burles, and I feel like he's equally dry and sarcastic. You guys would just be like popping like zingers back and forth to each other the trip. Yeah, there would be a lot of um, subtle dad jokes for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Rhodes would be like would want to get in on that that car ride too. It'd be a trifecta of zingers just all the time. I don't, I don't think they want to take a 24-hour car trip with me. I'm not going to put you on the spot and make you answer that question. So let's, uh, I don't mind answering that question. I don't know if you want me to. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, I think they, we might stop early at a rest stop, and then something would happen, and they'd forget to uh, – they'd say, hey, Rose, why don't you go inside and grab some snacks? And uh, the car would not be there when I got back outside. So I feel like that might be what happened there. That's a fair assumption, yeah. All right, Willis, you got any, you got any long travel tip advice for me? Uh, I will say you kind of just touched base on it. Like you do not, the longest car ride I've been in is from Raleigh to Chicago. And I think that was 14 hours. And my grandma uses the bathroom all the time. So we had to stop all the time for her to use the bathroom. So I feel like it's good for you to map out potentially like where are the places that I'm going to stop? Cause you don't want to stop like every 30 minutes. That's just going to make the trip go forever. 
And there's right. a reason you pack two liter bottles with you in the car. So I don't think I need to stop <laughs> that often. Okay. Well, besides uh, pre-packing for that purpose, I, I would just map what, out like what, 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 what I was saying. Huh? I was talking soda to drink. What did you think I was talking about? Oh gosh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. All that soda, the, uh, the sun kissed and the watermelon flavored uh, soda to get your, you know, fruit and veggies. Get fruits. Yep. <laughs> Have a day. <laughs> but yeah, plan pre-plan your, your trip just a little bit. So you might know where you might stop on that, that car ride. All right. That's, that's good advice. Um, yeah, I think that's all the big questions you have. And, you know, I feel like I know you a lot better, Mr. Bond, than I did, you know, 45 minutes ago. And I hope our listeners feel the same way. Well, I appreciate you guys having me. It's been fun. Yep, we appreciate you coming on today. Yeah. Appreciate you guys, what you do every day. Thank you. I uh, hope, you, hope you can go home and enjoy some nice, relaxing afternoon candy with your kids. <laughs> Fruits and vegetables, you mean. Absolutely. We appreciate Mr. Bond coming on to the podcast. But coming up next... Even though the world is filled with people cutting the cord and so many streaming options, we go a little old school by drafting our favorite TV stations next. So, back when you were a kid, one of the most important things to commit to memory were TV stations. I could even tell you what some of the TV stations were that I used to watch like when I was growing up back in Colorado. Let's pretend we're in a world without Netflix, without Hulu, but still with hope. At least we have cable. You have the first pick. What is your number one TV station that you are drafting? Oh, man. So th- this, is, this is tough for me because I, I feel like I, I, you're going to come out here swinging with all these random TV shows or TV networks, and like I'm just not going to be able to compete. So I, I'm, I'm trying to go a little nostalgic with this first pick. Because this is, for me, like, I didn't watch a lot of Nickelodeon growing up, but I watched a lot of Cartoon Network and Dragon Ball Z. So, for me, I'm going to draft Cartoon Network because I feel like that's a TV station that has been able to kind of, like, go through the, the, the you know, the space of time and be able to still sustain success. So, I'm going to go with Cartoon Network. Okay. Uh, Cartoon Network's a solid one. Um, I never really watched that as much as I used to watch Nickelodeon or Disney growing up. Um, but again, that used to be like adult. I think there might be a separate adult swim station too, but kind of back in the day, that was the adult swim station also, maybe still, I'm not sure. The adult swim, I think is what our high school kids are watching. Cause they, there's a lot of shows that they're like, you got to watch this, Mr. Will. And I'm like, what, what's it on? And it's definitely the, the adult swim. Whatever Rick and Morty is. Uh, yes. Yes. Whatever that is. Um, all right. For me, Number one pick, easiest pick out there, uh, ESPN. So I didn't want to be like a, you know, oh, I'm a sports coach and I love sports and I I watch sports all the time. Like I didn't want to make it that obvious because, of course, I watch ESPN all the time. I go on ESPN.com. Like that's my jam. But I didn't want people to feel that way about me. But you know what? Maybe I should have just been a sports homer. It's fine. Yeah, I I watch sports a lot. Like that's kind of like – I know a lot of people cut the cable. That's really the big reason we have it is because of, because of sports. Um, I know there's like other ways you can get all the different things, but like, you know, being able to watch sports like live, like easily, that's the reason why we still have cable. Um, and that's, that was the station I watched the most when I was a kid. That's probably the station I watch the most now, you know, college football, college basketball, NBA. Uh, that's, that's the one right there. Um, so I, I have two, two points to that. The first one, I'm shocked. As much as you sit here and talk about your fandom for Aussie rules football, I'm shocked that you did not put that channel first, right? Because I know you're not waking up. You're not waking up at 4.30 in the morning to watch ESPN, but you are waking up to watch Aussie rules football at 4.30 in the morning. So I will say um, Aussie rules football is sometimes on the ESPN family networks. There's been one or two games on ESPN too, and they're mostly on FS1 or FS2. Uh, last Dockers game of the season this Sunday morning at 4.30. Um, but, uh, but yeah. So my – Well, say? I was going to say my second point to that was, dude, YouTube TV, they got live sports. Uh, and, they, and they got a lot of the channels that we're probably talking about. A lot, not all. And one of the big ones for me that I have to have is uh, – I'm not picking this right now, but it's Pac-12 Network so I can watch Colorado football games because Colorado's football sucks too much to actually ever get on ESPN. 
So like for me, like I would never have a cable provider where I didn't get Pac-12 Network because you can't just get it, the online streaming version of it. You have to have it with a cable package. So that's kind of like another reason why like it's, cable's a must-have for me is not watching CU football is like not an option for me either. Um, but I'm not picking that because, I mean, I'm not. Um, my next pick, I'm choosing between two options here, but we're going to go with uh, my number two pick. We're going to go with CBS. Oh, so, you bastard. I don't so, care if you edit that out or not. That near, pisses me off. Near and dear to your heart, it has Big Brother, big elimination episode coming up tonight. It also has NFL, like AFC package, so Broncos games. Uh, and then it also has, uh, you know, some college basketball as well. Uh, good, good collection of sports. But, but yeah, CBS, uh, America's, most watched, America's most watched network, the network of stars. All right, so – I feel like my next pick, because I'm obviously upset about that. I, you know, Big Brother is my is my one of my favorite reality TV shows. So for the next two picks, I'm gonna go reality. Like, what are my favorite reality shows that I watch besides Big Brother, and what stations they're on? So my first one, and this is something that we watch together, is The Challenge on MTV. So music television. All right, MTV. And they have a lot of crappy reality shows on there. So I'm sure our, our students will be thrilled to watch some Jersey Shore or Alabama Shore or uh, whatever Shore. It's Florabama Shore, not Alabama. Okay, whatever, whatever. Okay, Florida-Bama Shore. I don't even know the name Florida, because I don't watch it. Florida. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. I absolutely don't care. But it is on MTV and the kids watch it. So that's my second pick. For my third pick – and I know Coach Miller would be happy with me to put this out there, right? I'm not a big Bachelor fan. I'm not a big Bachelorette fan. But I'm a huge Bachelor in Paradise fan. So I will choose ABC as my third pick. ABC is a solid well around the network, too. Uh, you, get, you get some sports stuff, some college football. Uh, some, I'm not sure what TV shows you get with that. But you do get the whole Bachelor franchise, all of Bachelor Nations with you. Uh, MTV pick, I feel like 10, 10, 15 years ago, I might have been up there kind of close picking MTV. Like, as we talked about, The Hills is one of my favorite TV shows. Um, I used to kind of be a lot deeper in the MTV universe. Like, now, I honestly have no idea what that show plays. Uh, the commercials I see for shows, like, what's the one where you uh, – cat, Catfish, uh, mm-hmm. whatever, it's teen, teen Mom. Like, how are these women 30 and still on a show called Teen Mom? I don't know. Um, but, uh, there is definitely trash reality TV show on MTV. And I'm sure some of our students will appreciate that pick. All right. I have two picks left. Um, all right. Um, with my first pick here, I'm going to go HBO. Um, a lot of great classic TV shows on HBO. So like, I'm sure they sometimes show those. You get some blockbuster movies also. Uh, that adds a little bit more, you know, diversity to my, to what I'm watching. Uh, again, premium cable still counts as cable. Yeah. Like that's the reason why I haven't said HBO is because I thought we were going basic cable, but you are, you are correct. Putting the word premium in front of it, it's still cable. So I, I will not be pissed off about that pick, but there's so many good shows on HBO. All right. My last pick, I could also go in a reality TV show way. My favorite reality TV show, like, all-around channel, which would be Bravo. I'm not going to pick that, though. We got two more broadcast networks for me to pick, kind of more of a networks to have, like, TV shows and movies. Um, it's tough. There's a lot of, like, the whole USA, TBS, TNT, FX, AMC. Oh, boy. I don't know what I'm going to pick. Um... And I have them all listed here. I have, have I still have honestly absolutely no idea what I'm about to pick here. Um, I guess I'm gonna go with TNT. They have more great movies. They have some TV shows. You get I get the entirety of the NBA playoffs with TNT and ESPN. Um, I also get some of the NCAA tournament games on there as well. So we'll go we'll go TNT. They know drama, uh, and so I, I need some of that in my life too. I guess. So as a teacher that teaches sport and entertainment marketing, I'm shocked at how many kids don't like sports or don't watch sports on the regular. So I'm going to stay away because from like a sports channel because for me, all the soccer games that I watch are on like the 
network NBC, right? Or the like NBC sports network, whatever. But I'm going to stay away from that because I know a lot of kids don't care about soccer and they don't care about sports in general. So you actually mentioned a great channel that I wasn't even thinking about. And I think I'm going to choose it because you have FX and FXX. And I think if anybody has not watched It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, it is one of the best comedies ever created. It is hilarious. And there's a lot of great movies that come out on FX. So I'm going to choose FX. It's a good pick. Like, it's a network that keeps turning out good shows. I actually just finished watching Fargo a couple weeks ago. I'm excited for the new season of that. Uh, a lot of a lot of good shows on the on that network's history, and they do have good movies too. So that, that's a solid, good balance pick. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm definitely interested to see uh, what happens with this. And again, uh, this could have been another one where we could have gone, you know, another four rounds deep and still ended up with some really good channels. Yep, I, I agree. I think the the way I'm thinking about it is when we did this the months draft, and you you picked every month that coincided with basketball season and you lost, I'm hoping that because you made two picks based off of basketball that you continue to lose with that logic and reasoning. So we'll see how it goes, though. That's fair. Other people definitely might not love watching basketball as much as me. Um, <laughs> that's, that's very fair. So no argument with that. Um, appreciate you guys joining us today for the episode. Uh, again, you can vote at marketing underscore HSHS. Next week, we're excited to welcome back not welcome back, to have on some more great guests uh, and to give you guys another great podcast. Yep, we appreciate everybody coming on today or listening to us and continue to get our numbers up. Like I said, I want to be on that top 10 list at some point in like 50 years. So continue to listen. We appreciate you and see you guys next week. Yeah, tell each of your 400,000 friends about us.